Manson and Basketball Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark Shorten, and what, we're three weeks in now, so I hope everybody has got a winning record. Um, I know mixed results again for me this week. Probably one of my better weeks, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, so I've got, so what, seven leagues, so six wins and a draw, which is handy. Uh, a couple of big trades and a couple of guys who are starting to perform and hit their straps, which is exactly what we want to see at this time of year after some slow starts. Um, obviously, going to talk through the waiver wires. I'm going to mix it up a little bit this week. I am going to talk through a couple of um, buy low options and a couple of sell high guys. Um, there's one on there that you're probably going to expect and you're probably not going to be super happy with, but that's okay. Um, take it all with a grain of salt. Um, so I'll get cracking on those guys. What we're looking at here is I've got, yeah, three in the buy low, three in the sell high. So my buy low guys, I'm starting with James Harden. So he is somebody who has, I, I think that the window is starting to close on him being a buy low option. Um, for his last, for the season so far, we're looking at 17.7 points, nine assists, 7.5 rebounds, 38% from the field, which is absolutely atrocious. And obviously he's elite from the line, but he's only getting there five times a game instead of the 10 times that he was last year. Over the last seven, um, his percentages have increased. So yeah, he's not getting to the line as much, but we're starting to see a bit of a shift. So he is getting you 11 assists. He's getting you eight boards. He's 42.5% from the field, four triples, which is where he was struggling. That's what was letting him down quite a lot. And outside of a, a couple of bad games, he is starting to kind of transform his game a little bit. Um, I personally, I've got him in a lot of places, but we can expect that James Harden is going to perform at his best. And I do honestly think that maybe we've got one more week, maybe two at most of James Harden being a 18 point sort of guy. Um, and then we're gonna see him be a 23, 24, 25 sort of guy. He is in a little bit of a shooting slump. He will get out of that, but, and he's a crafty guy, so he will find his way to the line, but I wouldn't be counting on him being down for the entire season. If you get an opportunity to buy him low, I think now is the, the right time to do so. The next guy I've got here is Nikola Vucevic. So the last, what, four seasons in a row, he's finished inside the top 20. Um, I think last year was his top finish and he finished 11th overall um, in total value for nine category leagues. And he started really, really poorly this year. Obviously, we're on a new team. There's more mouths to feed, but he will eventually get his and he will eventually turn it around. He is going at 13 points on 38% shooting. That will change. Um, 11 boards, 1.1 triples, 4 assists, um, 1.2 steals, and 0.8 of a block. And we know that he's not a big defensive guy, which is fine, but what you do expect to get from Vooch is close to 20 points, you're expecting to get 11, 12 boards, and you're expecting to get three, four, five assists from him, good percentages. So if you look at his, for the season, he's 38% from the field. It's on 14 shots. I expect that that'll increase a little bit. But even if you add, say, two extra made buckets, taking closer to 50%, that's all of a sudden at four, 
an extra four points, maybe an extra five if you, you know, add a, a three-pointer in there and all of a sudden we're looking at 18 points per game and people wouldn't be batting an eye. So I think it's only a matter of time until Vooch starts to get his, starts to get into better positions and I think that they're going to start using him a little bit more as well. Yeah, they had a hot start. Yeah, they played against some pretty poor opponents and it's evened out a little bit, but Vooch will start to get his and that field goal percentage. Once you see that field goal percentage increase a little bit, potentially even a couple more shots, um, I think that you want to be buying on him. So I'm trying to get him out of a couple of managers just because he's just super consistent and he will get there and he will show why he is a top 20, top 25 guy perennially. And then the next one I've got here is Drew Holiday. Um, Drew, I mean, there's no real positives to say about Drew right now. He played, what, one or two games, got injured, um, and he's been back for two games. He's only averaging 21 minutes per night. Um, obviously, you've got to take the injury into account there. 20 minutes on his return, 30 minutes on his return. Uh, the second game coming back, he's got, what, two steals all season so far. Um 10 points, 14 points in the last two, three assists, four assists in the the ones before that. That's even without um, Chris Middleton. And I mean, he will be okay. Drew will be okay. He just needs a little bit of time to get his his feet underneath him and he will start performing. So again, if you've got a Drew Holiday owner out there and you want to float and offer by them, I probably would start doing that and start doing that relatively soon because as soon as he has a game where he gets a couple of steals, that window is closed. So, um, selling high guys. Again, this is one that is not going to go down too well, but I'm going to go with it anyway. So, the first one I've got here is somebody who I bashed a hell of a lot in the offseason. Um, had to take, had to eat a little bit of humble pie to start off with, but he's a notorious hot starter. So, it hasn't aged too poorly. Well, it has aged real poorly so far, but it will get better. Um, I'm talking about John Morant. John Morant is... Holy well, season stats are elite. 25.2 points, 7 assists, 1.7 steals, 1.7 triples, nearly 50% from the field. Obviously, that is awesome. That is close to top 5 in scoring, uh, top 5 in overall value. His last 7... 18.3 points, 6 assists, 1.3 steals, 0.3 triples, and 44% shooting. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to be the new the new norm, but everything always regresses to the mean. He is a young guy, and yeah, I do think that he'll probably improve on his career stats. So his career stats are like 19 points, or just shy of 19 points, 7 assists um, with 1 steal and 1 triple. I think we might see him at maybe 20 points. Uh, maybe 1.2, 1.3 triples. I don't think his steals are necessarily going to stay up there. Um, and his assists will still be around the 7, 7.2, 7.3 mark. But I've heard of people, I heard one guy um, trade Jar Morant for, um, for James Harden. I would absolutely do that in a heartbeat. Jar's going to be good, and I do think he's going to sit around that 20-point mark. Um I do think he's going to be around that 45, 46% shooting mark. And I think he's going to have a good season. But where he lets himself down is defensive stats, triples, and being average at the line. Um, I don't think that that is necessarily going to change this year. 
Yeah, he started hot. Yeah, we've seen a couple of poor games, and obviously we're going to see some great games as well. But I think that the... Yeah, he will regress to the mean. He hasn't been able to chip away at that um, defensive stat side of things or his triples. I think he is taking more triples this year, but that's fine. I still think that he's going to be a 20-7 and guy this year. Um, and still be a top 75 guy, which sounds crazy right now. But, I mean, I called it in the offseason, so I can't back down now. We're only three weeks in, so I'm going to say that he's he's going to have a good year. He's still not going to have as good a year as what everybody thinks right now. So if you have an opportunity to sell high on Jamarant, I'm still happy to, to do that, and I would still be selling high on him. Uh, the next guy I've got here, Malcolm Brogdon. So Malcolm Brogdon is... A real good player whenever he's on the court. Um, his stats are pretty hollow, but overall, he's a decent player. This year, 22-7. and seven, um, I think that if he was to stay on the court, you're going to get 22-7. and seven, You're going to get 45 46% from the field. He's obviously elite at the line. Um, doesn't get you much from the triples side of things. Um, doesn't get you much on the defensive end. And doesn't turn the ball over too much. But over the last four seasons... He's played, he's had one season which he's played over 56 games. Um, one of those seasons he had played 20 games. I think he had 54 and 55 or 55 and 56 or something um, in the last couple, which is where my concern is about um, Malcolm Brogdon. A lot of people have been asking me, what do I do with him? I personally think that as soon as we get a couple of games out of him and he's going to put up nice numbers, get rid of him. Um, he's going to perform stats-wise. He's just not going to be there from a health standpoint. So he's going to be a bit of a liability. Um, they've got Chris Duarte. Obviously, he's a mature-age rookie. Um, Karis LeVert, um, TJ Warren, they're expecting back in three weeks or so. Um, there is just going to be a, a lot more mouths, and why would they risk playing Bogdan through any sort of an injury? I honestly do think that they got in Duarte because they don't trust the health of their side. Um, so they needed somebody to perform straight away. Brogdon is a key part of that. Uh, Levert's obviously a key part of that as well and TJ Warren. So if a manager comes to you um, and wants to talk about Malcolm Brogdon, I would say be open to it. He's definitely somebody that I'd be looking to sell high. I don't own him anywhere because of the health reasons, but I would be looking to sell high if, um, if somebody came to you to you for him. Um, and finally, Harrison Barnes. Um, he's had an incredible start. Um, 22 points, three triples, 10 boards on pretty close to 50% shooting. But he's an 11-year vet, um, 10 or 11-year vet, and he's never, his highest averages uh, in across different seasons, 19.2 points, 6.6 boards, and he's a career 45% shooter. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be bad this year or that he's worth um, or he's going to do worse than those career highs. Um, but what I am saying is that everything does regress to the mean. They, Darren Fox has played a little bit, I wouldn't say poor, but he hasn't played amazing to start the year. Um, they've obviously got in Davion Mitchell, who is finding his feet, getting his shots as well. Tyrese Halliburton started slow. Um, 
I think that Harrison Barnes will still get his. It's just a matter of whether he keeps on making them. I think he's going to end the season as a 17, 18-point guy with five rebounds and a couple of triples, which is fine, absolutely fine. But if you want to be able to sell him high, I think now is probably the opportunity to do so. Um, His last, what, if we're going through the last seven days, 43% from the field, uh, 18.8 points. Uh, He's down two shots per game as well. He's down from 13.5 to 11.5. Yeah, I I think that the selling high window on Harrison Barnes is starting to close. People will start to see him drop off a little bit, um, which is only natural. Obviously, he's started absolutely stellar, um, and he's not a young guy who's destined to have a breakout year. Um, As I said, he's a 10, 11-year vet, so that is going to factor into him dropping off. Um, Yeah, I can hear your thoughts on those guys. If you do have people that are looking to um, to put forward some trades, uh, slide into the, the DMs and Instagram. I'd be keen to keen to hear what you're getting offered for these guys, um, or vice versa, who you're offering out. Um, I think that'll be pretty interesting to hear as well. And on to the waiver wire side of things. So there is a couple of guys here who have been hit and miss, um, but I think this week you've got to. You've got to play numbers. You've got to play hot hands. And all of these guys are shooting lights out right now. So Malik Beasley, he was well and truly overdrafted at the start of the year. Um, And then we saw, obviously, Anthony Edwards. We saw a healthy um, D'Angelo Russell, which obviously didn't last too long because it's D'Angelo Russell. And we saw him drop off. D'Angelo Russell has been out a couple of games. Malik Beasley's got more minutes. And he's obviously made the shots. The thing that we want to take into account here is that D'Angelo Russell is probably only one or two games away, but I think you've got to ride Malik Beasley while he's hot, and once you see him start to drop off, then that's when you drop him again. Um, so he is, where are we, over the last seven days, 14 points, 4.3 triples, um, and a steal. That's pretty much all you can get from Malik Beasley. He's going to put up a ton of shots, um, and he's probably going to hurt you on some of those nights. But overall, I think for as far as waiver wires go, he's owned in 37 or 39.7% of leagues, and they play four games this week. So as I said, ride the hot hand. If you see him dip or you're hurting on field goal, drop him away. But I think he's definitely somebody you need to own right now. As with Tyrese Maxey, again, four games this week for Philly, um, 13.5 points. In the last seven days, this is 13.5 points, 56% shooting. Obviously, he's going there at a uh, shooting at a low volume. But the great thing that we're seeing here is that he's getting you 6.5 assists over the last seven days. And that's just, that's not off the back of one big game. Like he had yesterday, he had eight assists, five again for that, six, seven. Um, he's getting big, big minutes too. I. A lot of the leagues that I'm in, he's not available. He's available in 27... Sorry, he's rostered in 27.2% of leagues. And I wish that he was available because he's somebody that you want to ride right now because if you can get, you know, 13, 14 points off the waivers with five, six, seven um, assists, assists are probably one of the hardest categories to stream. So 
he's definitely somebody that you want to look at and potentially look at as a long-term option as well now that he's started to find his feet a little bit more. Obviously, we know the Ben Simmons saga um, is not resolving itself anytime soon. So yeah, I really like Tyrese Maxey. Um, the next guy I've got here is the epitome of the hot hand. Um, we're talking about Jalen Brunson. So he had a monster game against San Antonio. He's all of about four foot five, and he was still managed to get um, ten boards against the Spurs. Last seven days, nineteen points, fifty four percent shooting. He he's not like the other shooters that I've mentioned in that. Um, he doesn't rely heavily on a three-point game and a couple of big three-point games to boost all of those numbers. He is a crafty player. I, yeah, I kind of almost give him JJ Barea props and that he just undersized, strong, and gets his way, um, gets his shot, which is awesome being a Dallas fan. Um, six rebounds, 3.3 assists, and a steal. I think that he's absolutely worth having a roster 23.1% of leagues he's owned in on ESPN. And again, ride the hot hand. As soon as you see him drop off, feel free to drop him. But right now, yeah, four games, three games this week, sorry. Um, he's somebody that I'd be looking to to roster for the time being at least. Um, Anthony Simons. So he's in here because they play the, they've got the double header straight up. And I really like that. Um, they've got, so Portland have got the Clippers and then Phoenix, two tougher games, but I think that they'll, they'll come out pretty strong. He is getting decent minutes off the bench. He is bouncing around. He's making shots. He's playing with a lot of confidence at the moment. 52% from the field. He's making 2.3 triples, 15 points per game, um, two steals, two, sorry, two assists, two rebounds. And he just looked really good. Uh, we know that Dame is a little bit beat up with his, I think he's got like, been fighting through like an abdominal strain or something like that. Um, but I really like Simons. He is definitely somebody that I'm looking at to stream this week, at least for that double header, and then I'll drop him if I need to. But uh, as I said, I think that they missed the first day and then they've got two games straight after that. So you're getting, for one pickup, you're getting two, two games out of the first three days. So... 9.4% owned in ESPN leagues and definitely somebody worthwhile grabbing. Um, and then finally, I don't love this guy, um, mainly because of his college days and he was a bit of a, just did a couple of things that um, didn't put him in the good books with a lot of people. I think he just tripped up pretty much everybody, just would always stick a leg out. It's Grayson Allen and He's found himself a bit of a new home while Dante DiVincenzo's out. Um, Milwaukee played four games this week. Grayson Allen is putting up bulk triples, 4.3. He's going at 16 points, um, 47% from the field. Watching him is just, he's just such a pure shooter. Um, he gets to his spots, they find him, and then he just makes the buckets. Um, he's getting nearly 30 minutes a night. And I think while DiVincenzo's out, You've got to look at Grayson Allen as somebody who is potentially a long-term hold, um, especially if you need triples, because outside of Duncan Robinson, I think he's probably the premier um, three-point shooter. At least he's at least top three. So if you need triples and you're looking for somebody playing four games this week, you don't love Duncan Robinson because I don't. Um, Grayson Allen's probably a guy there. So nine percent 
owned in ESPN League. So I, again, I really like him as well. Obviously, he wouldn't be in the list if he wasn't. Um, outside of that, obviously, follow us on all of the socials that come up in a second, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, if you're new here, then thank you for joining. Hopefully, you got something out of this and click the subscribe and follow button. And until next week, hopefully you guys get to win. Cheers.